one of the most important elements of filmmaking, the editing. The Oscar goes to Bohemian Rhapsody, John Otten. No, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, moi, c'est bâté, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout dépôt. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? Yeah. I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. I'm a man! Well... Nobody's perfect. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Lea, and Abdel, Abdel, Kenji. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. So, welcome to the Filmotomy.com podcast. Uh, 91 is the episode number, so we're nine away from the big one zero zero. Uh, I'm joined today by four others. Uh, I believe it's four. We have uh, Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hello. And we have Joel. Hello, everybody. Uh, and Daniel. Hello. And Shadan as well, who is a newcomer. Hello. Uh, we're going to talk, although it is way too early, uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars, or at least the the award season. And Well, there's a lot of things to discuss. There's, uh, a lot of pundits are saying already it's a done deal. It's a two-horse race. Uh, some are saying they don't have a clue. Um, Festival circuit is is like bubbling over New York and London, obviously. And we've already had Tiff tonight. Um, I mean, let's start with uh, Daniel. I mean, one film we're supposed to talk about, perhaps get it out, out of the way, which is possibly going to be a contender carried by social weight, I suppose, and, and Joaquin Phoenix, and that's Joker. Uh, and I know how much you hate this film, but, Daniel, is this a realistic contender in any of the, you know, big categories? Um, yes and no. I have Joaquin Phoenix currently ranked uh, seventh on the likelihood of best actor possibilities. Um, right now I have him behind, uh, in order, um, Adam Driver, Jonathan Price. Eddie Murphy, Antonio Banderas, Robert De Niro, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. And then Joaquin at seven. Um, I do think that there's a lot of room for the names in that seven to move. I think those are seven pretty heavy weight names. And I think, you know, as toxic as we think it is right now, three months from now, I think voters will kind of want nothing to do with it. But again, any one of those uh, seven names could easily get in or be left out because there's so much weight behind all seven of them. 
I just say that I think Wacky Phoenix, people are saying this film's got no chance because it's too divisive. He alone can carry this film uh, to possibly even a Best Picture nomination. I mean, does anybody else currently predict him to definitely get the Best Actor nomination? Oh, yeah, well, welcome, Doug. Doug, see you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Doug. Sorry for being late. It's okay. Yeah, I have seen him. You know, he... I don't know. I, this all this controversy surrounding the film. Uh, he's a great actor. He does a hell of a job in the in the film. That's gonna help. Uh, but like then, like Daniel said, uh, raising best actor is, is a difficult one. It's not like other years that you have like four that were assured we're gonna have nomination and there's a fifth spot free for anyone to take. This year is different. This year there's easily like eight to nine contenders in that category so it's not going to be easy for him even though he has all the uh things going for him for to get at least a nomination just quickly i mentioned then let everybody else come in just last year when vigo obviously green book win one and vigo monson was at one point like the favorite but he's definitely going to win even if i think before people were talking about green book as a definite best picture winner i think until he said said that naughty word um but it didn't <laughs> kill the film you know and other things could have should and maybe could have killed that film so i mean there's that kind of comparison the film was still kind of oh this is going to go you know right to the to the wire but i think that changed the the actor race but it didn't change the picture race so i mean i don't know <laughs> if that's going to affect joker or... okay i think last year sort of proves that if they like you or if they like your movie you're gonna win you know like even all the controversy around bohemian rhapsody didn't stop rami from winning um and it won you know editing so like i think that with joker if they like joaquin phoenix and if they really get that narrative going that he's overdue and he's one of the best actors of his generation and it's his time i think you can get a nomination despite the controversy i don't know about the movie i think that there's so many strong movies this year but i think with the right narrative, um, Joaquin himself can get in. And I think he's this year more willing to sort of play the game. I mean, he's on the cover of Vanity Fair this month, so he seems to be a little bit more open to the whole season. Um, so I, I think he's a pretty strong contender. I, I certainly have him in my five as of now. My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Let's go to uh, Audrey. Do you, do you have an opinion on this on this matter? You know, I feel like Joker's been out for how many days, and I I'm just so tired. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the fatigue is just gonna set in more and more for a lot of people. Mm. He's definitely campaigning, which is weird. It feels like a pod person yeah, walking a, a little it's like he normally does not seem to care at all and and this he, it seems like he is yeah willing to to go for it i like maybe i don't think he's a a sure thing or like a super strong contender just because there are so many other actors who um have kind of worked in the industry for a long time and are sort of you know at that point where it seems fair I, I hate this idea of fair mm. in oscars it's because whenever they throw around that expression of like it's their time it's like well but there's 
you know, thousands and thousands of actors and like more than the, you know, few hundred that have won have probably deserved it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he could get in, but I could very easily see him falling out too, just because I guess maybe it also depends on how, how much they let Todd, Todd Phillips talk. Um, <laughs> the, the build up to it is if they want it, they should probably not let him talk. Um, but <laughs> Very early still, though. It could. What I was trying to say was, it could become about just the actor of the day. Mm. Get forgotten. Um, Doug, you're laying on Joker, and before we get onto the rest of the actors. Yeah, I, well, I think for someone who's been nominated a couple of times, he doesn't feel like he has that overdue narrative because he's not. He's not so beloved like other people who've been you know, kind of overdue, like Leo or Julianne Moore or people like that. So I don't think anybody is sort of desperate to see him win um, be, purely because he's, you know, he he is a bit eccentric and he probably wouldn't give, like, an amazing speech if he was to get up on stage. I don't think anyone's quite sure what he would do if he got on stage. So it, w- it would be interesting to see, I suppose. Um, I certainly had him as my favourite to win, but I've 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 knocked him down to probably third or fourth at the moment, so I, I think he'll definitely be nominated. But I yeah I I'm I'm not seeing him winning, mm. sort of just just because the film is it's not making people feel great when they walk out of the cinema at the end. It's not a a feel good performance. It's not an enjoyable performance, I suppose. Mm. And that's you know that that's probably going to work against him. It doesn't make you feel great. To, to watch him on screen. It makes you feel quite uncomfortable. <clears throat> so, touch on the other actors, one thing I want to mention, Bohemian Rhapsody last yeah. year, people making comparisons straight away, uh, Taron Edgerton for Rocketman. Mm. Um, it seems like, well, if he wins, he he wins. In my opinion, I think of many other people's opinion, much, much stronger performance, did his own singing, etc., etc. The comparisons are obvious, but it seems like he has no chance now. Does does anyone think that, that the Rocket Man is still an actor contender if it ever was? No. 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 I think it's Golden Globes or Buzz for caring. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he'll go to yeah. Golden Globes. I agree with that. The musical or comedy category for Best Actor at the Globes mm-hmm. is uh, yeah. pretty empty at the moment. Eddie Murphy is the main contender there, which I think will. The only thing Karen. with Rocket Man is that Paramount have nothing else in the race this year, so mm. I guess they can throw everything at it and maybe, maybe it can resurrect it. But I think it just it came out too early. It, it, if it was going to be a contender, it probably should have been released around now. Um, and then Taron could have really been part of the conversation, but uh, I think he's going to be forgotten about, which is such a shame. Yeah. Yes, I I agree with Doug that if it were released right now. Taron was surely in the first five. Uh, I have been in, you know, the nine I have running for actor, but I think he's he's one of the the ones that's, that's going to miss mm-hmm. in the end. Um, so it's a really we'll talk about best actor quickly. I mean, it's a it's a great race already, but as as we've kind of already said, there's a lot that can just miss out um, for whatever reason. What I want to talk about, I suppose, is Antonio Banderas, who is either going to definitely get in or is going to be so far away. Oh, no, sí. Eso, eso no se sabe. A tu vera, siempre a la verita tuya, siempre a la verita. 
vida tuya hasta que de pena muera. Buen viaje. Muchas gracias por venir, de verdad. I have him fourth right now on my list of seven. But again, I think that list is so uh, tight and so stacked that any one of the seven, well, any two of the seven could be left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, right now he's my six. Uh, because I had him for, for a long time in the five, but then word came out about, about uh, the Irishman. So it mm. confirmed that Robert De Niro is good. So obviously he's like a shoot. Uh, then Joaquin Phoenix happened, so it, it moved him, you know, but it can happen, I don't know, I, I hope it happens, he, he deserves it, he, he has a, long, a very long career, he's great in almost everything he, do, he does, uh, and, you know, he's, I know he's Spanish, you know, but he, I mm-hmm. count him as Latino, so I hopefully <laughs> want him to be there, you know, so, so yeah, yeah. Adam, then. So, what? Who else do you have in the the you know front runner acting? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I think this year's interesting too because one thing that I heard that last year Netflix, um, sort of their big horse was Rome, right? But this year they have so many contenders. They have Dolomite. They have Marriage Story. They have the Two Popes, and they have the Irishman. So does that sort of like split? If they're splitting their resources four ways, does that mm-hmm. affect you know? Um, how well these movies could do. Like, I don't know if the two popes, I mean, it's, you know, done so well, but ultimately, like, I feel like their two strongest best actor contenders are Adam Driver and um, Robert De Niro, probably. I think Antonio Banderas could get in just because um, the Academy is becoming more and more international. So, um, and we've seen more and more international contenders sort of getting into the big categories. So I think he has a strong narrative. Um, it, it'll just be interesting to see how big of a player Netflix is going to be this year. You know, like, was last year sort of the beginning of, like, Netflix dominance, or is this year going to be an outlier? I think that's something that I'm really going to be looking for. It feels like a bit like Marion Cotillard in 2014. Yeah. People have thought they've forgotten about the Dad and Brothers film, and then she got in, and everyone was pretending to be shocked. When <laughs> she, she deserved it. That could happen this year while everybody's swapping around. And I think they'll, they'll want to avoid the case of having five white guys in there. They'll, they will need some diversity in this category. So whether that's either Eddie Murphy or whether that's Antonio Banderas, I think that, that fifth spot will probably go to someone, either either one of them. I've got Anto as fifth at the moment, but that, that means at the expense of Eddie Murphy. And I know that Dolomite is definitely picking up a lot of buzz um, as more and more people are starting to see it. So I think it's tough. And then, I mean, uh, th- that also overlooks Adam Sandler, who's getting a lot of buzz as well. So it's a really tough category this year. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot like comedians, though, do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Antonio Banderas has a gravitas that sort of Eddie Murphy and Adam Sandler yeah. don't bring to the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I see any way Adam Sandler gets in at all. No. Uh, Audrey, um, any others in best, best act? I mean, I've got Adam Driver currently. I think he's number one at the minute for many reasons. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Adam Driver or bust. Um, I think <laughs> I, I, it feels like 
the right time. Like, I don't know, somehow, it, not even like it's deserved, it's warranted, but sometimes you just feel like an actor has a momentum and I feel like he's kind of at like the exact right point this year to have this performance and have it have it do really well at the um, Oscars. So, yeah, I feel like he's my number one pick. And then everybody else sort of kind of swapping places because it is a strong year this year for lead actor. And that's not even um, taking into account some of the films that have sort of a little bit of malleability about whether they're trying to slot people into their supporting actor, like some things might end up lead that maybe I don't know necessarily should be but um yeah it'll be an interesting race what I love about Nicole she's a great dancer infectious she is a mother who plays really plays she gives great presence also Alan Driver is gonna have a hell of a year you know because he has this he has to report and obviously in December he has Star Wars, so it's like whoa. Yeah, people are gonna notice him. Hopefully, more film credits. gonna help him. More film credits than any other actor in the last four years, surely. I mean, yeah, good film. And we're talking film, big films, you know. And he does a variety of different things. He works with just the blockbusters. He works with the indies, you know. And he got nominated last year, finally. So mm-hmm. the right time thing makes total sense to me. Uh, and and th- I mean that that that's the thing with those three films, he shows what he can do because they're very very different characters in three completely different movies, all coming out within a couple of months of each other. That that shows he he is he's such a diverse actor, and I think people are going to be seeing that. You know, Star Wars will obviously be up for in you know, the tech categories and score. Um, the report is obviously going to get pushed for Annette Benning, and then he's pushed right out the front for Marriage Story. So you're going to be seeing him in your for your consideration things that entire season for three completely different reasons. And so uh, that that's such a strong way to campaign. So I, you know, whereas everybody else probably has one contender and that's it. So yeah, for my money, he's still out in front. Um, let's go to Best Actress, then. I'm sure we've got you know, loads you want to say about all these categories, but the actress race, we'll stay with you, Dougie, if you don't mind. I mean, sure. who's kind of the front runner at the moment? It keeps, seems to swap with every new release. Who's up there? I, yeah, I still think Renee Zellweger is out in front. Um, I thought potentially the, the major con- challenge for her was Cynthia and Revo, but the reaction to Harriet out of TIFF wasn't particularly strong. Um, she is really good in it, but the film itself is, it's a bit fake and a bit, so it falls into all those biopic tropes that we, you know, we, we know too well. And um, it looks like her better chance may actually be an original song. Um, she co-wrote the song that plays over the credits and it's, it is a really great song. So it could be a, another case of Lady Gaga where, um, you know, she's nominated for Best Actress, but she ends up winning for Best Song. Um, I, I think the major contender for Renee Zellweger is Scarlett Johansson. Um, but, obviously, I know <laughs> that there are some PR issues with her as well, that she has a bit of foot-and-mouth syndrome, that she's certainly been giving some interviews lately that that painting her not in a great light. Um, but her performance in Marriage Story is probably the best thing she's ever done which is saying something. Yeah. Um, I guess with, with Renee, 
it's a come story. It's it's you know she took some time off and and she come back with a vengeance with this performance in Judy. And unlike Rami Malek, she does all her own singing. Um, she is really great in it. The film itself isn't particularly great, but I think she's just out in front of the moment. Um, and she's going to campaign like crazy. Uh, she's actually coming to Australia next week for the Judy premiere, and she's doing a Q&A afterwards, which is unheard of for us. We never, ever get those sorts of things. So it, it kind of shows how committed she is to, to push this film. And I think she'll be there front and centre for the whole season. So I think she's maybe just a little out in front at the moment. Um, and, and as somebody who perhaps, I don't know what kind of status you'd give her, but Alfred Woodard, just because she's been brilliant for years, and she hasn't, I mean, has she ever been nominated for an Oscar? Can she scrape it to five? Yeah. I, have, I have her as fifth only because we haven't seen Little Women yet, and I know a lot of people have Saoirse Ronan probably as their fourth or fifth. Mm. Um, so I think she could, could potentially sneak in. Because, I mean, it's not... It's not as crowded as the as the lead actor category. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not a huge year for lead performances for women, which is a shame. So she could potentially sneak in, um, but correct. I guess we just have to wait and see what Little Women does. Just to correct something real fast, Alfre Woodard has gotten an Oscar nomination. She was nominated okay. for a 1983 film called Cross Creek. Well, of course, yeah. Who else is potentially getting into that fifth slot? In- in a kind of bit of a sparse race. See, I will. I was going to talk about um, Saoirse Ronan real quick. I think she could be really strong in this race because it's going to be her fifth nomination, I think, fourth nomination. And if Little Women is a strong movie, I think she mm. could really do well here because if we're talking about, well, Judy's not very good, but Renee is great in it. But then you're talking about Saoirse, who's in a really, you know, um, with Greta Gerwig, who's this new Oscar darling. So I think she could be sort of the number two in this race. And, I mean, Renee already has a third, so maybe there's this, you know, maybe they want to crown a new ingenue this year. So I'm really looking forward to Little Women to see um, how that race plays out with Sersha. As far as, like, the farewell, I don't know about Aquafina because I feel like that movie could be a screenplay, um, maybe a supporting actress play. I don't know how strong Aquafina is here. I feel like... She could be somebody who gets in a few precursor nominations and she ultimately gets left off um, Oscar mor- morning. And Lupita, I personally have her in my five. I think she's terrific, but I think that that buzz for us has just fallen off. Um, I don't mm. really feel like anyone's really talking about it. So if they start a good campaign for her, maybe, but um, I think it's just too much time has passed on that one. I think that right now the Oscar is clearly Renee Zellweger's to lose, but if Little Women is really good, Saoirse Ronan could very easily steal that thunder away. Um, but I do think Aquafina is very safely in the race. I think she's, along with Renee Zellweger and Scarlett Johansson, one of the three that I think is relatively guaranteed to get nominated, and it's the final two slots that are open. What's wrong, Dad? Please tell me. Renan is dying. She doesn't know, so you can't say anything. The family thinks it's better not to tell her. Why is that better? Chinese people have saying, when people get cancer, they die. We have to go to China. Wedding is an excuse so everyone can see her. He's my only cousin. Don't you think I should be there? You can't hide your emotions. If you go then we'll find out right away. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think Aquafina, um, 
I think she's got a lot of goodwill. I know the movie kind of came out a little while ago. It seems like it's had sort of a steady burn. Like, it's not like it's been completely forgotten about. It's 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 continually finding audiences and playing in different places. And um, she's getting a lot of goodwill for it. So I think Aquafina stands a decent chance. Um, I'm always disappointed when um, actors who do a great job in a mediocre film end up getting rewarded because I just kind of, I don't love it. So I, I think Renee Zellweger like is probably the front runner, but I'm not thrilled about it just because of that element of it. And um, I, she, she also, I mean, she has like a good kind of comeback story right now and she will probably campaign very heavily. And she's a known quantity on like Scarlett Johansson, who is going to, uh, you know, potentially, say and do things that will be bad at the Todd Phillips situation again like maybe if other people campaign on her behalf it might be better <laughs> for both of them it's exciting I think I never know what you're going to get with her um, so yeah I just want to add that it kind of saddens me that this year the lead actress race is a little you know weaker than other years because mm. we had like four three straight years for uh uh, lead actress roles that that were amazing. You know, we have a, a lot of options and from which to choose and who's gonna win because we didn't we we couldn't clearly know. But this year is a little bit disappointing in that aspect. And I hope this doesn't mean that uh, directors and screenwriters are uh, are leaning again to write better roles for men and leaving women behind because it will be a very uh, disappointing and uh, very sad if that happens. Yeah. We, we don't need that again. Um, I, I think it sort of just depends on the year, to be honest. Like last year, the lead actor race was like, okay, Rami, Vigo, Morton. Like it was not like a strong race filled with all these like amazing performances. So I think it like, yeah, it's just a weird sort of like, I mean, obviously we have to be aware of trends with roles that women get and making sure that they're not just like constantly getting nominated for playing somebody's wife who like yeah. is adoringly at the husband. Um, yeah. It's just like a weird quirk of like what happens to get released in any given year. And sometimes this year, I still think it has some, some good contenders. Um, it just, yeah. It feels like a shift, like the side has, has come in rather than we've gone back a step. And I think, I think the thing that helped last year um, was Olivia Coleman being in a Best Picture nominee. And so that certainly may help someone like Scarlett Johansson, that Marriage Story is quite a strong contender, and potentially Saoirse Ronan, that Little Women may be a strong contender. And it may hurt Renee Zellweger that Judy is it's probably not going to be nominated anywhere else, um, potentially, you know, costume design and makeup and hair, but it's, it's not going to be a contender for Best Picture, that's for sure. So... Two films, I suppose, that everyone's talking about. We'll head into the, I think, the picture race soon and do a director last because that's, that's always the most interesting. Um, so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman, speaking about the men, <laughs> the, the kind of the, the supporting actor, the kind of dominating that at the moment, people are now saying it's, it's them two films that are going to go head to head. It's going to be really exciting. Scorsese and Tarantino. Acting wise, then, I mean, realistically. Um... I think Brad Pitt is a sure thing to get nominated. I think he's our likely winner for supporting actor. Right. DiCaprio, again, oh, I have him sixth out of the seven that I think are really fighting up for those best actor nominations. He could easily get in. He could easily be left out just because that seven names 
is so strong that, you know, two of them are going to get in. Brad Pitt, like Adam Driver, is, is having a great year, too. You know, he had at Astra. He has been the favorite for Supporting Actor for a long time, uh, yeah. which is good. It's also bad because could get tiresome, you know, and, mm-hmm. and people will say, like, oh, no, let's vote other person because, you know, Al Pacino, Bill Pesci. Well, there's, there are a lot of names in well, yeah. Supporting Actors. It's weirdly a very strong year in that category. If he starts winning very all the strong. critic awards, I know last year that um, Tony Collette, obviously, and Ethan Hawke, we kind of suspected that they wouldn't get it. Love from the Academy, Hawke maybe, but they were winning everything. I think with Brad Pitt, if he does start winning everything, I do think we're looking at kind of a, you know, whiplash, supporting actors sort of season. I think it will be a done deal. Are you some old cowboy guy that used to make movies there? Whoa! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm surprised how accurate that description of me really is. Some old cowboy guy that used to shoot movies at Spawn Ranch. So you used to make westerns at the ranch back in the old timey days? Well, if by the old timey days you mean television eight years ago, yeah. Are you an actor? No, I'm a stuntman. That's way better. The thing with Brad Pitt is he's he's he obviously has won an Oscar for producing, but never for acting. So there is almost an overdue element that will certainly help his campaign. And the way that supporting actor is shaping up is it could be four four of the other nominees could be previous winners. Um, in you know Tom Hanks, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and potentially Anthony Hopkins, they've all won before for acting. So that would certainly help Brad Pitt's campaign. Is that he out of the five nominees, he could potentially be the only one that hasn't actually won an Oscar for acting. So that could certainly help. Uh, who else, apart from the ones you mentioned, who could, who do we think could sneak in? William Dafoe, Alan Alda. If I had to bet on him losing to anybody, it would be William Dafoe. Because as as has already been said, I mean, it's very likely that everyone else in that category will have already won an acting Oscar, but not for not the case for Brad Pitt or Willem Dafoe. This the one I could see would potentially be Sterling K. Brown, um, because I think Waves Waves hasn't really started its campaign, yet, but the the reaction out of TIFF to Waves was very very strong, um, and he certainly gives a really really great performance in it. Um, and he is so beloved on the TV side, and you know he has definitely won a lot of awards uh, for the TV stuff. So I think he could potentially sneak in. And again, that category could be could be looking at a case of five white guys, and they want some diversity. So he could definitely sneak in as as a fifth spot. What I think is going to really hurt Sterling K. Brown in this category is that in waves he has an actual supporting performance. Whereas virtually everyone else in this category is really a lead masquerading. Yeah. And it's hard to watch a performance that is a true supporting performance in comparison to these, you know, de facto leads and feel that the real supporting performance is the more impressive one. Um, I'm so curious. I think Alan Alda, I think, is a strong player here because I think Marriage Story um, is, a, is a big acting play. So I can see him getting in. I'm really curious what's going to happen with... Um, Tom Hanks, because I feel like every time he has a performance, we're like, okay, he's going to get nominated this year, and he gets left off every year. Mm. So, um, I'm, I'm once upon a time, I mean, uh, what is it? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, 
it's kind of one of those movies that I could see going both ways. Like, I could see them really embracing it in Mario Hiller um, for director screenplay, or I could see them not warming up to it just because Mr. Rogers is such a beloved figure that I think, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with that one, especially because the documentary wasn't nominated last year. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that the documentary wasn't nominated last year actually really helps A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Because remember, with the documentary nominations, those only come from the documentary branch. So no one else in any other branch of the Academy will feel that they've had their opportunity to honor Mr. Rogers yet. And they will, I think, be behind this film. A thing that would make me very happy that I don't really think is going to happen, but I would love it, is Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy. It is amazing in that movie. Um, mm. He is just pouring his soul into, like, essentially playing his father. And it's such a great performance so i and, and it does feel like a real supporting role and i think uh i would love that to happen i don't think it will but i would love it and he's he's kind of everywhere as well he's done a lot of things not adam driver a lot but he's been a, he's done quite a lot um and got people talking about these different things that he's doing so um should we do a spine actress quickly I really want to ask you guys about the J-Lo narrative because <laughs> I feel like every day I change my mind. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged and it does not reward people who play by the rules. But it's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. Some days I think She's a really strong contender, and she's going to be playing at the Super Bowl right as Oscar voting is going on. Like, the week before, like, right before Oscar voting closes, she's going to be co-headlining the Super Bowl. So, mm. and she has already started campaigning everywhere. She is such a huge cultural figure. So, I think she has a really good shot. But I, having actually seen the movie, I just feel like, does she really have that much to work with? Like, mm. Does she have, like, the gravitas? Is, like, is this another Jennifer Aniston situation where she got in everywhere and then the Oscars decided not to not? Like, I am so conflicted about um, about that one. And then, I mean, and Laura Dern, too, kind of being the other contender, she just seems like she would be, like, the perfect Best Actress winner here. I mean, she got nominated a couple years ago completely unexpectedly for Wild, so... Um, I'm just really curious to see how that category is going to... I'll just chime in on Jennifer Lopez real quick. The, the first few reasons you gave, I think, uh, that novelty factor. And, and it is kind of a comeback, kind of, in a way, you know, the acting thing. Mm-hmm. She's been around for a while. Uh, and that's it's classic sort in, in material, you know. Um, I, I think she's in. I don't, th- I don't see her as a winner at the minute, but I think she has a kind of foot in the category. I don't know what the rest of you think about Lopez. Uh, well, I mean, it's not a particularly strong category like lead actress. There's there, there's a lot of possibilities at the moment. The only thing is, I mean, Hustlers could certainly run out of steam and uh, people could kind of move on and, and forget about it. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see why she couldn't get in. But, um, I, for my money, I, yeah, I think Laura Dern is well out in front in this category right now. I think the only person I could potentially see as a, as a challenger is Annette Benning. But uh, after seeing the report, she—I mean, she's good in it. But I don't think she—she she doesn't really have a moment that really propels her. Whereas Laura Dern definitely has a big moment in *Marriage Story* that will be her Oscar clip, where she has that big monologue. So I think, and all the work that Laura Dern's been doing on TV, 
that certainly helps that she she's everywhere lately so i think that 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 helps her campaign immensely i think Scarlett for for jitter rabbit is mm-hmm. like i mean she is obviously you know the fact that she's a contender and lead actor and supporting her lead actress and supporting actress is like splits her vote a little bit but i i think she's really good in jojo rabbit and i think it's it's a great supporting performance um in a perfect world in my world if i was deciding all this i would put the grammar in the farewell in it because i think she's amazing too yeah, um, yeah. Audrey, I'll well, i agree with <laughs> i just <laughs> that's what i would i think uh, she definitely get in i feel like she's the performance from the farewell that everyone is like real talking like they'll always mm. say like aquafina is good the grandmother like i feel like she is like the biggest takeaway from that movie i feel like she has a really good chance um yeah i haven't seen jojo rabbit yet but what about mckenzie because i think she's being campaigned and supporting so do you that could happen for her yeah, definitely like it takes <laughs> off i think I think yeah. both Mackenzie and Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, I think that that film is going to be extremely dependent on box office and how well it's mm-hmm. received. It could either get a lot of nominations or zero nominations, or dependent on whether voters feel like it was a film that mattered. Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. You know what I am? Say A Jew. Gesundheit. Jennifer Lopez So she's gonna get nominated. Puerto Rico's gonna make sure about that. <laughs> you know, I'm very and I'm very happy she's she's getting all the accolades. She's she's good in the film. Uh man, I can't wait. I, I hopefully it will happen and we have, you know, a little celebration for at least the nomination. Mm. She's getting. Uh um I was thinking, uh that supporting actress, I think, has more contenders than lead actress because, for example, I have Florence Pugh maybe can miss for Midsummer lead, but she definitely has a chance with Little Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and there's this film that almost everyone is forgetting about that is called Bombshell. And I think, you know, side of scene, uh, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. If Margot Robbie doesn't have a chance with Once Upon a Time, they could get with that one. And there's uh, cat, cats as well. I mean, we've, we've oh my God, <laughs> but you never know. Martin, you know, Queen Latifah. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's on that level of Chicago, but it might. You never know. Jennifer Hudson has a great yeah, part Hudson. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So if she has the good, song, yeah, if she's that good, like in the trailer, I think she has. She can be like a dark horse. Maybe the fifth fifth slot is hers. Sure. Yeah. You mean cat? You don't yeah. mean dark horse. Sneaky cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy Lord, Billy Lord for book smart would be would be a wonderful. Oh place. God. But it's not going to yes. happen. Mm. It's an interesting race. Well, and the other thing is Meryl potentially has two possibilities. She she has the laundromat and she has Little Women, both oh. of which she's supporting in both. So oh. Oh. you know. Yeah. The, unknown. Unknown. <laughs> she's she's not coming. <laughs> And I mean, we we know that she often gets a nomination by default. So the fact that she has potentially two chances, I mean, they could cancel each other out, and she gets neither. But you never know. Also, laundromat is a little in the fur because of the yeah. controversy. Mm. Uh, you know, controversy went last happened. year though, didn't it? it? Did well for Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book. but why you break my balls? I think we should possibly talk about best. We should possibly talk about best director. Um, 
I think Jojo Rabbit's a good place to start. Um, I, I have it. I, I think it'll get in. As as of now, tomorrow I might change your mind. I think so, because it won TIFF. Mm-hmm. That helps. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I feel like there's a group of people who won't really like the satirical element or won't think that it's effective, and then there's other people who maybe won't think that the emotional stuff works as well. Um, so, like, there's chances for it to stumble. It worked very well for me, so I would like to see it in, but, yeah. I think it's right on border. I, right now, there are somewhere in the 13 to 15 films competing for the eight or nine slots, and with Jojo Rabbit, it's just going to purely depend on box office and how much voters perceive that it connected with audiences. So I, I almost think it's sort of useless to, to, I guess, pontificate whether or not it can get in when the number one thing that matters with that film is that people feel connected to it. And, you know, that's just time will tell. I think the people who do feel connected to it feel really connected to it, which I think is going to help it. Like, when you love that movie, you really love it. So I think that any kind of movie that has that sort of passion, um, I think that really helps it. And Fox said, like, we're savvy campaigns as well, you know. Yeah. If, if you can see, almost see the, the for your question already, you can see what they're going to look like. It plays a small part, but it's really influential, I think. Fox sets like, know what they're doing with it last year. And we'll go back previous years. The favourite kind of disappeared at the end, unfortunately, but the campaign was brilliant, you know, so look out for that as well, I would say. I, I think the, the fact that it won the TIFF People's Choice shows it has the power to connect with audiences in a, in a mass scale, um, but it is a difficult film to market to i i'm very curious to see how it does at the box office because it really does just look like it's a silly satire about nazis and hitler and at its core it's something completely different it's actually an incredibly emotional um mother-son film and we see the, the the story with the the young boy and the young girl connecting and overcoming their differences and everything and and that doesn't necessarily shine through in the trailer and the advertising right now and whether that means it does completely fall over at the box office will be will be interesting. To see. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think it, it. It's something that makes people feel good, which is odd to say about films set during that time. You know, film films of of that era definitely don't usually make people feel good. And there, I mean, there's some stuff in this movie that completely breaks your heart. Uh, but it, the way it ends is it, it is a really uplifting film, and I think that that will push it. Definitely for best picture. What about 1917? The First World War. It starts with literally horses and carriages and ends with tanks. So it's the moment where modern war, you could argue, begins. From the very beginning, I felt this movie should be told in real time. Every step of the journey, breathing every breath with these men felt integral. And there is no better way to tell the story than with one continuous shot. Three, two, one, go, go! I'm not convinced of it yet. Oh. No, oh. I'm just not. I, Sam Bender hasn't blown me away for a long time, and we've seen this kind of thing before. It's, and it's, it's a war film. You know how Ambas love that shit. You know, it, I don't know. It, it's... I have it winning right now, side on the scene, because no. it's just, <laughs> it's like, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's just that it's so ampas. So I, I can see it winning, it makes sense. For me, it makes 
makes sense. But you know, there are many great films out there. So much sense I, I would if agree, it happens. I'd agree with you on a sort of past thing, but with what happened with Dunkirk, the the yeah. people love that yeah. that film the same way anymore. I think with Dunkirk, for me, I've just changed my mind a bit about what kind of epic stuff is that. That possibly should have won Best Picture that year. Everyone was like, "My God!" Uh, but it, it never, it was never in the number one spot. So mm-hmm. I think the problem with Dunkirk is it came out too early, mm-hmm. and I understand why they released it in summer, but and it paid off because it did well at box office, and that probably is the factor that 1917 has in its favour is that it's coming in December, it's coming in late in the race. If Dunkirk had that like pseudo frontrunner status from the moment it came out, and it, it just couldn't maintain that for the entire season. It wasn't possible. Um, 1917 is playing a very different game is that we've only just seen the trailer now to, to actually see what this movie is. And people aren't going to be seeing it. It's not doing the festival circuit. It's going to drop very late in the season, which either will work really, really well or it will be a disaster. So it's very interesting to see. I think a very strong tech contender. Yeah. But whether it's a picture contender, that's obviously, you know, it, it, it will have to be really special which intentionally has the, the, the possibility of being that, just with the, the whole quirk around it being one continuous shot. But we've seen that before, and I'm mostly curious to see if that means it's an editing nomination or if they forget about it like they did for Birdman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, like with everything, it's going to be dependent on people's emotional connection to it because I know for me, and I feel like for a lot of other people, it's a kind of a common criticism I heard about Dunkirk was that, visually stunning but people were having um like there wasn't so much to latch on to in terms of like emotional connection with specific characters and i feel like saving private ryan obviously everyone's incredibly invested in the characters dunkirk it's gorgeous but i didn't necessarily feel as well so i think 1917 is going to come down to like whether it does have that emotional connection with people where it's more than just a beautiful film yeah that's a good point Okay, I'll put it in my 10. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> out really, I mean, what else could get in a 10? I mean, I hope Farewell does. I have it in my 10, as a, not as a lock, but it's the sort of second-tier lock. You know, it, it, could, it could, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask, uh, you know, you, you guys are, are more expert than me because I am barely in, in, in this. Uh, uh, but, you know, since you have been watching the Oscars for years, for years, you know, what is this real chance that Parasite makes the 10 because man that film is great and I, I think it to be there <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate yeah. about I think Locke I think yes. I don't think there's going to be two four films so I don't think the four a farewell is getting in there too but I think um, Parasite is a lock I think John Boon oh, oh my gosh I can't even I didn't butcher that name but uh-huh. he is um, he's been building up steam in the industry I mean he had Snowpiercer mm-hmm. and Oak I just feel like this is his talk about somebody who is sort of striking when the iron is hot um, and then again we've seen the international you know like the academy has become so much more international the past couple of years so I think Parasite is going to do really well I think it's getting in director I think screenplay um I think it's going to be a major player. I just and it's so universally beloved, like it's it just raves everywhere it plays. I I think it's going to be a big, big. I don't know if it's going to win. I think it's a lock for national. I don't think it's winning best picture, but I think it's going to be nominated for sure. Yeah, I've had it in 
my prediction since the, you know, the moment I saw it. We, we were lucky in Australia that we got to see it in June, but it very, very early. And I have been raving about this movie ever since. It is a stunning film. And I, I, I love this film probably more than anything else I've seen this year. Uh, and I, I, I really, really hope it, it gets a lot of love. I think be a real best picture contender is it probably needs an acting nomination. Um, it certainly helped Roma's case last year. So I think there is a possibility that someone from the cast could definitely get an acting nomination. Um, if it does get that, I think it really is a strong contender for best picture. We're a complete artist. We're a complete artist. We're a complete artist. We're a complete as far as Parasite goes, I think the number one thing we have to remember is how the voting actually works. Um, in 2011, the Becher nomination was radically changed. And then it's become less a vote about consensus and more a vote on passion. The requirement to get into the best picture field is a film has to receive 5% of the first place votes in the nominating So what we're really looking for are not, in, in terms of nominations, it's different for what will win, but in terms of nominations, what we're really looking for aren't the films that will be broadly loved by voters, but the films that 5% Academy will think is the best movie they saw all year. Yeah. So I really like the chances of Parasite. Uh, yeah. The Academy is roughly 8,000 people so 5% of that is roughly 400 people. So yeah. with every film, you just have to ask yourself, will 400 Oscar voters think this is the best film they saw this year? And with Parasite, I think that case is actually pretty easy to make. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, so, that's good to hear. That's why, Continue, that's why the farewell, no, the farewell gets in for that reason as well. I agree. And I think that's maybe why Joker doesn't. Because I think it's... It, I don't know how many people are going to put it at number one on their ballot. Daniel agrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you're going to say something, sorry. I was going to say, um, there are three movies that I keep seeing that are kind of like the lower tier um, possibilities that I kind of wanted to discuss. Um, one is Little Women, which, as we said, we haven't seen it, so I don't know how that's going to go. Um, and then also a movie that we haven't talked about at all that I keep seeing is Ford versus Ferrari. So, mm. so I feel like that movie is going to do really well at the box office because it's such a dad movie. So um, <laughs> I could see it, do, <laughs> I see it getting in here. I don't know. Um, so that's something. And then A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, again, I feel like that could do really well. I mean, because it's Mr. Rogers. So I feel like there's that nostalgia factor, um, and that could be a best picture contender as well. So not, again, not top tier, but those are three that I think could be sort of that seven, eight, nine about a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I think what it helps it too is that the fact that that can't you ever forget uh, was a little uh, was lost uh, sort of by the academy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they went to uh, fit uh, in quotes you know about not nominating Mario Heller in director mm -hmm. and the, the the movie in picture right it, it wasn't nominated best picture right no. that's not right okay so I, I, okay <laughs> sorry so it uh, should have been. It should have been, of course. It, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, come on. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry for people who love it, but, but can you ever forgive us way better? Uh, so, I think Bohemian so Rhapsody that, possibly could have finished second and voted off there. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. You know, it's just reality that could have happened. It's, it's really upsetting. That was most Oscars last year, remind you. <laughs> I think the thing with A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood is at, probably out of most of the nominees, it is the real feel-good nominee. It really it really is a, a, a really uplifting, heartwarming, touching film. There's sort of important life lessons, and obviously there's a lot of love for Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in this neighbourhood, a beautiful day for a neighbour. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please won't you be my neighbor hello neighbor and mario heller does an amazing job of, of directing it it's not a it's not a simple biopic it, it is really interestingly constructed um she could even be an outlier for best director as well if they certainly want to include a female she i'd say it's between her and um Greg Gerwig. so if they're gonna go with female she's definitely a strong probably a stronger contender than she was last year don't underestimate Wu Wu Wang. No, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll talk about locks here. I think Scorsese uh, and Jun Ho and No Bamba. I mean, what about you? I wouldn't be surprised to see Taika Waititi sneak in as well. Right. Do you think that that could be a screenplay play for him? Or yeah, both? yeah. It could be a case of, yeah. Yeah, I feel that way about um, Noah Baumbach and Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho. Is like they could either be in screenplay, they can be in director, they can be in both. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out because maybe they feel like you know, well, yeah, maybe they yeah. feel like well, we'll give you the screenplay. We don't need to give you director. It's an interesting year to see so many director screenplay not potentially that 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 they're going to be represented in both and whether that hurts their chances in one category or the other or if it boosts them and they want to give them both awards and both nominations um we could have a case of yeah that they go down the screenplay path and ignore them for director because they would rather focus on their writing um i can't see them ignoring tarantino especially because director yeah i could make a case for hissing out and being you know this year's bradley cooper and kind of the assumed nominee that people forget to vote for and he ends up missing out um tarantino for me could be the Bradley Cooper, like you said, but I'm not convinced of Tarantino yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I think what hurts Tarantino is the fact that some people love him, some people hate him. Uh, the film, even though it was good, it wasn't, you know, that great uh, film you expect from him uh, because he has, to make, he has to make greater work in the past. So that's, uh, that's going to play. I think uh, you have I, to really assume he's... Sam Mendes will get it. Sorry, who? Sam Mendes, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if 1917 works and it mm, pulls mm. one war film, I think it's probably going to be the most technically impressive thing that most people see all year. That doesn't mean it will win Best Picture, but as a directorial achievement, I think it'll be pretty undeniable. Mm. And of the woman, man, I don't know, in, between Greta Gerwig and Heather, I mean, Gerwig has vision, so I prefer to give it to, to Heather, if you ask me, this year. But if they're both good, they, they should both be in the conversation 
Oh, no. Don't forget Lulu. Sorry, Lulu. The sad thing is, if it does get in, it'll be probably one of those exact. That's yeah, the sad yeah. thing. I don't know how Argentina's yeah. got the momentum. Scorsese, I don't see him getting snubbed. Um, it's tricky. Baumbach might get snubbed because of the type of stuff. Not as technical, you know. That's the way it works, unfortunately. Um, before we go, let's just sort of throw our Twitter hand there, what you, who write for, etc. Doug, tell us where to find you. Uh, you can find me at the Jam Report, which is thejamreport.com, and obviously at Filmonomy as well. And on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is it's Doug Jam. Uh, Joel, yeah, you can find me at times and in Filmonomy, uh, and in Twitter, I tweet all stuff, so it's not movies anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. At Joe underscore one three six. I'm at Third Man Movies. Um, I write a lot of sources. I do some Oscar coverage for Vanity Fair and a new piece coming out for them in about uh, category fraud this year. Shadan? Yeah, I'm at Shadan Larky. That's S-H-A-D-A-N-L-A-R-K-I. And you can find me at Filmonomy and Shuffle Online and um, always tweeting about random things. <laughs> so um, I'd love to have people to talk to about this kind of stuff. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Contrary to what I've said recently on Twitter, uh, it's not all doom and gloom. I'm not going to quit the thing altogether. I think it's like Brokeback Mountain, you know. I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how to quit the site. So I'm going to keep going, obviously. I just wanted to take some breaks. I'm looking for some new writers to take over some of the heavy heavy load. So I'm still here. And hopefully you guys are as well. So this has been great to have an Oscar chat again before the shit hits the fan, I suppose. You know, I don't, uh, I don't care whether you did it or not. That makes no difference to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm here to defend you. Right? Right. What do you want to know? You want to know if I did it or not? No. <laughs>